Welcome to the Locala Podcast. This is episode five. You learn from your own mistakes and don't be hard on yourself. You know, that's hard for me too. So you just kind of have to keep going and learning and you're going to stumble, you're going to fall. And I believe wholeheartedly what's got me here. It wasn't me. It wasn't me alone. God, no. It was the the people I had in my life, the, the family members, the mentors, the people that I still talk to. And there's different seasons for different people. I believe that. I've noticed that. And surrounding, continuing to surround yourself with good people that add benefit into your life. Welcome to the Locala Podcast. I'm Lisa Anderson, your host and publisher of Locala Magazine. First, I want to start off by thanking our sponsor, which is Your Place Insurance Mortgage and Title. You can visit them at www.yourplaceocala.com to learn more how they can help you with all of your home services, including home insurance, title services, and mortgage. So today we have Mike Palma in the seat, and I'm super excited because Mike joined us back in November as an expert talking about video production and what you can do for your business. So we didn't get to learn much about Mike's personal story in that particular article. So today we get to do that. He is the owner of Palma Productions and sitting to my left. So Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you so very much. I'm very thankful, grateful, and humbled to be here. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> I kind of get a little nervous and fun. <laughs> it should be fun. So um, of course, we're going to dive in more personally um, mm -hmm. for you today, but I want to start off by talking a little bit about your business. Mm -hmm. And um, so when did you found your Palma Productions, your videography business? So I started Palma Productions April of 2021. Um, so it's a little, been a little over a year, going on a year and a half. And um, yeah, that's about it. And I hopefully many more years after that too. Yeah, absolutely. So um, tell us a little bit about what you do in the business. Do you do a uh, like what type of videos do you mm -hmm. do? You know, all of that good so, stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> the kind of videos I produce for my clients, uh, I typically try to do a short form marketing videos. Of mm -hmm. course we could do longer form videos and that nature, but the, the bread and butter is, uh, in the short form stuff. So when I, uh, what I do with my clients is I sit down, I get to know them. I do videos for businesses. So I get to know them, their business, get a little bit personal with them because you got to know who they are, got to know their story, know what services that they're offering, how they can help the people that they're trying to serve ultimately. And, and it comes down to me, th you know, thinking creatively, trying to not only make the video engaging and entertaining, but it needs to be informative at the same time. And that's like the ultimate trifecta of things, ingredients needed to make uh, a, a, an engaging, effective video that targets that hits their target audience and and makes it work ultimately for them and make it evergreen too so they could always use that video and it could be uh, applicable for them unless there's a major change and we'll have to make something new but yeah, yeah that's yeah. essentially what we do it for for all all their platforms for their website google you name it it could be used for anything okay so um do you do like little shorts for people that want to do fancy TikTok or educational type videos or is it mostly is it mostly like um, what you would see on Facebook or Google so that longer it's it's mostly what you see on Facebook Google mm -hmm. uh, LinkedIn 
Um, I could do some stuff for Instagram. I don't typically do like the the, the viral kind of videos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very touchy subject, virality, and you know how does that translate to sales? Is that really going to work for you? You can have a million views, and and I would ask people, okay, you got a million views on TikTok. That's great. How many sales did that? How much sales did that translate yeah. into? Did how you get did one? Did you get business? two? Did you get zero? You know. Yeah. So um, I try to stick it to the platforms that really work for businesses and who their target audience is it all comes down to who are you trying to reach yeah you know yeah so what got you into the business because you just <laughs> are a year and a half so um i know from your previous article that you started off loving yeah. video mm -hmm. but so tell us a little bit about that journey your first generation mm -hmm. florida yep. floridian yep. ocalian yep um so tell us about your journey and your walk and love sure. into video Oh boy. All right. Let's embrace ourselves. Um, so I'm a first generation Floridian. All my family's from New York and New Jersey and stuff like that. And, uh, I was born in Leesburg, raised Ocala Bellevue my entire life. Um, but I felt very like close knit with my family. And even though, you know, at times it was tumultuous, you know, my parents divorced when I was young. Um, but it gave me a lot of different experiences and perspectives and stuff like that. And, and because of that, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and I, I attribute like my parents are amazing and no, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm not talking, I'm talking bad about my parents. They were great people and they did what they could, but they also had to work a lot. And I understand, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I spent, but I'm very grateful for the time I got to spend with my grandparents and learn older things, different things, you know, uh, really kind of get a little bit more cultured, especially that's yeah. what kind of gave me my love for history and a bunch of other things. Um, and, uh, growing up, I've always, always a creative kid and entertainer. I always loved to draw and read. And I got a picture of me somewhere as a kid dancing on a table with a magic top hat and a magic <laughs> wand, you know, um, I always just love to either, you know, be the center of attention, but it was more for me about like bringing happiness and smiles to other people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so growing up, my grandfather, he used to be a film editor, um, did work for universal, did work for a lot of smaller companies, a variety of companies. He did it in New York and did a lot here in Florida. And he eventually was a, a pioneer in nonlinear editing. So, uh, like mm -hmm. Adobe softwares and stuff like that. Um, so he no longer had to splice film and cut it and get his ties stuck in a reel or anything <laughs> oh like goodness, that. Yeah. Um, so growing up, me and him would always watch TV shows, movies, and some of the things that he worked on and we would pick him apart and he was like, uh, that edit didn't make any sense. What do you think, Mike? And go back and forth. And his name was also Mike too. I'm the fourth. So when family got around, <laughs> anybody said, Mike, you got Dolby digital surround sound of all of us Does going, huh? A lot like finding Nemo where they're going, Mike, 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 yeah. Mike, Mike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, so me and him would ruin movies for my grandmother. She'd be like, shut up. I'm trying to, you know, watch this and enjoy it. And we would laugh. And, and then I got into high school. I went to Bellevue high and, uh, I took television production class because this entire time I thought I was going to be a doctor growing up. A lot of my family are in the medical field. So I assumed, Oh, maybe I'll, I mean, it's interesting. Science is cool. Um, so I got into high school, Bellevue high picked up my first camera, immediately fell in love. My first camera was a mini DV tape. And for those who doesn't, who don't know what mini DV is, it's like a little mini like cassette tape for like, you know, film and video. Yeah. And we had to put it into a, uh, a recorder and it would uh you know change it into digital and it was oh man crazy I up, times i grew up with the vhs yeah so i'm a little <laughs> exactly very similar except yeah. we didn't have to have those massive cameras that had vhs tapes right, in them. Right. <laughs> and so then eventually we went digital and I, I ever since then i started trying to work in the uh in 
industry professionally i would grip here and there i'd help whether i was getting paid or not you know yeah. i would i just wanted the experience yeah and so i knew that's what i wanted to do i thought i was going to go to film college and do all this and that and life just completely rerouted how i thought things were going to go especially like like college is expensive it is it's expensive to try and get an education and not to mention like the first couple of years of college is absolutely boring i felt like i was in high school again and <laughs> like all those required credits oh that God. you have to it was do. literally yeah. i took the same class again so i would skip class and uh go work for another company whether i was getting paid or not i just wanted to you know thrive and hunger for more uh, you know education and learning and on you know on, on job practice did you ever do any acting did you ever do any theater stuff or in front of the camera <laughs> things um, danced around with the top hat <laughs> <laughs> i love being in front of the camera uh, but I can't be in front of the camera all the time because I'm also the guy behind the camera. Yeah, I've yeah. never done anything like that. No, never really acted. You know, yeah. I took acting class in college. Yeah. But so you really, I, you really fell in love with the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, yeah, being able to tell that story creatively and visually and just really connect with people. That's what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And that's what was my passion behind video or if I did a film or whatever was to one, express myself creatively and do what I love for the rest of my life. But then on the other token, it's I get to be able to help people through what I do with video. So if it's a business video, I could help the business thrive more and they could serve their community better. Or if it was a short film, could really connect with people on a deeper level so that way they could understand a new perspective or feel like they're maybe not alone in some of their struggles, whatever it may be. You know, video and film has the ultimate connection with people. And so... Um, after you know struggling for a long time in my early 20s and you know my family wasn't very sure what was going on with me you know I'd worked odd jobs here and there and never worked full-time because I, re I knew if I worked full-time I was never going to have the time that I wanted to do in video and I ended up getting a full-time job and it was literally the worst thing I thought I was going to have a heart attack every day it was like life's soul sucking like no amount of money made me feel better you yeah. know and uh so then I had an opportunity locally uh, to do video. You know, things unfortunately didn't work out, uh, but I learned a lot. You know, I learned a lot about myself, too. And so then when I took the had the actual perfect opportunity to step out on my own and, and start my own business, it's just been an amazing journey and ride ever since sort of not not only learning about how business operates and how I take care of people, but self-discovery, too, and just self-growth It's I can't believe like I'm not even the same person as I was even a year ago now, you know, yeah. so it's it, it's it's mind boggling, but it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, that's kind of like in a nutshell how we got here. <laughs> that's how you got here. Yeah. yeah. So you um, referenced actually drawing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I've seen some of your drawings. Thank you. So dive into that really quick for me about yeah. yeah, what kind of style of drawing and what drew you to that. So I'm a huge, huge pop culture nerd. Like I love comic books. Like superheroes grew up with it. I never really grew up and I'm still not I'm never <laughs> gonna let go of like my child like, you know, love for things and stuff like that. And I collect and I and what I love about comic books is like the history behind it, the artists, the writers, the storytelling that's visually told. And it's it's not easy to do that either. So I always drew as a kid. I always mm -hmm. wanted to like, you know, make things realistic or look cool or cartoony. I just wanted to do something that I was proud of and see a growth in a journey. So, you know, for fun I draw comic book related things or uh manga and anime related things and uh you know, to pay tributes and homages to some of my favorite artists and 
um, kind of just do what I love and have other people enjoy the journey too. And I love posting the process photos, like pencils, inks, and colors. And, and so, and like, that is a, that's a talent in its own too. It's a, it's a real serious skill. It like, is a serious skill. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes I would be really frustrated at myself. It's like, it's a hobby and I don't really sell any of my art every now and then that's if somebody the wants question, a piece, yeah. they can, <laughs> you know, but uh, if somebody wants to buy it, cool. Awesome. Um, but it's all about, it's like a self journey too, like video, like you learn a lot about yourself, the techniques and seeing improvement. And I, I surprised myself with a recent piece that I did. I drew the incredible Hulk and I was trying about a bunch of different stuff. And same thing applies with video. What I'm doing with artwork is like, I used to be like this perfectionist mentality. It's got to be this, got to be that. If it's yeah. not right, and I get frustrated and upset with myself. There's a lot of mental anguish, a lot of mental hurdles, a lot of things that you go through as a creative person, whatever you're doing, it's very difficult. But at this point, like I've noticed, like I'm just, I just let go and I'm just like, let's just have fun with it. Let's just do it. Let's try it. Don't be afraid. No mess ups. Like Bob Ross says, you know, he's like, there, it's a happy accident you know it's supposed to be that way and happy little trees yeah exactly <laughs> and so i just went in with that mentality i'm like wow i've improved a significant amount i'm not being hard on myself so it's like it's everything that i do even, even if it's different like music art video they all kind of tie into one another and improve my life too and hopefully improves others too yeah. perfect well we're going to take a really quick break and thank our sponsor one more time. So our sponsor is Your Place Insurance Mortgage and Title. It is your one-stop shop for all your home needs as far as home insurance, title services, and mortgage commercial loan services. You also get a professional realtor through Professional Realty of Ocala. All in one call, you can call Chad Taylor or visit him online at www.yourplaceocala.com. So let's head on back over to Mike. Um, I want to dive into what really got you into the pulp culture as a kid. Like, huh. how did that, between the video and diving into, because a lot of times people use um, those type of intense hobbies as almost escapes. Was that how you saw it, or did you just enjoy living in that imaginary field? I don't know if it was ever an escape. You know, mm -hmm. I never really thought about escaping because I love video games and stuff like that, too. You know, yeah. the storytelling, the, the art on that alone, just like everything, animation, just every, everything about all of it is fantastic. So I, lo I just loved being a part of it, just enjoying myself, enjoying life, learning and being creative and always like being inspired by these pieces of art and wanting to be a part of it. And like it's al it's almost like, you know, it's like its own club that you want to be a part of you know yeah. so it wasn't so much an escape you know I, I i'm very grateful i didn't have like a super difficult life you know that uh, was very troublesome you know everybody had their difficulties i had my mm -hmm. difficulties too you know um but i just always wanted to be enveloped in like something fun and cool and get other people involved in it too and like yeah. you know i would play you know fun cool card games with cool art as a kid growing up we would read comic books together watch I remember growing up watching like the Spider-Man and Batman movies, you know, and my grandfather would show me old movies too. So it's like, I just got jumped right into the deep culture. Yeah. I think you had um, a fun generation to grow up in as far as like the nerdy culture, mm. because probably around the time that you were in high school, the nerdy culture was getting to be more of like the popular cool culture in a way. I mean, you always get the 
the different <laughs> you know yeah. cliques and stuff you're always going to have jocks versus mm. you know the nerdy kids and stuff like that but at the same time i mean marvel movies were out at that point right so I'm young. I'm, I'm younger than I probably look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you're only 27. Yeah, I'll said, be 27 yeah. next week. Yeah, next and, week. Um, yeah. So. So, growing up, with it being like in school and stuff like that, I I always stayed true to myself. You know, I never really tried anything to like impress other people, and I couldn't. You know. Yeah. So you know, did I get picked on for nerdy stuff all the time? Sure, but I remember in sixth grade, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to like be cool talking to this girl whatever and i got like this star wars book i'm reading you know yeah. and she's like is, what is that is that the is that star trek i'm like no that's star wars get it right and <laughs> no I, difference I, I couldn't be any more nerdier than that you yeah. know but like i just was me all the time and not afraid to hide it and you know the marvel films just started when i got into high school and i was okay. still always kind of like not necessarily picked on but you know I think people appreciated, oh, that's who he is. We can't mess with him. We can't change him. We can't yeah. do that. You know, just staying true to who you are. And regardless of it, I'm always going to love what I love, you know, and just stick with that. And the pop culture eventually was like, Mike, you're right. This is fun. And I'm yeah. like, see, you know, just let yourself go. Don't worry what other people think. Just enjoy what you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you've you said it a number of times in here, and I know this from outside of this room with you mm. is helping people. So what really drives that part of you? What what makes you want to help people so much? I I, I want to see people succeed. You know, there, the world enough has just has enough issues, problems, discord uh, issues, whatever you want to call it. It's got enough of that. And it's had enough of that the, the entire history of man. And when I can put a smile on somebody else's face or make them feel better or think differently or you know want to treat somebody else better or just you know do whatever i can it's 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 the best feeling in the world when you help somebody and even when somebody helps you like i got a i'm not a big buff dude and i go to the gym a little bit more and <laughs> i got a compliment earlier this week by people who were way bigger than me and they were like we see you in here all the time working hard not afraid of who you are we love your marvel shirt yeah i'm wearing my nerd shirt and on the gym and nice and uh they're and i'm singing journey in the gym too the, this past <laughs> monday i was like i don't care this is a good song you know yeah. and and so like that goes a long way people remember that that sticks with people they not everybody might remember what you say but they'll remember how you made them feel yeah and that's honestly the best way in order to just cr create and blossom more love more acceptance, more just generosity and care for one another as human beings. So, like, you know, I, I want everybody together to be better yeah. and to keep growing and just add positivity in the world. And, like, we're not perfect either. None of us are going to be perfect. Sometimes I'm short with people. And we also have to be able to forgive other people and forgive ourselves. And that's difficult. I, I, I'm not perfect at that. But as long as we keep trying forward and motivating one another and still love one another and, and doing what I do in order to help people through my expressions of creativity, um, there's there's nothing else better. You know, let's make a better world together. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Perfect. Um, so you said you've grown quite a bit over this last year. And we obviously, yeah. I mean, you have a business, so you're going to learn a lot 
being out on your own versus <laughs> working for somebody else. Um, and we know businesses ebb and flow. Yeah. So how has it been for you on the emotional journey side of your business? That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had to learn a lot about myself and a lot about my emotions and like, you don't want to stuff ever stuff down your emotions. You don't want to ignore them, but you can't let your emotions rule you either. Um, your emotions are there for a reason because they're there to help you safeguard you, guide you and direct you into what's best for you. You know, I, I totally and wholeheartedly believe in that. So my, you know, I'll be some days I have really highs and lows and like a roller coaster. Like yesterday I had that. I've always dealt with some form of anxiety or depression or something like that. So, and it becomes almost tenfold when I'm running my own business, but it's just like, I, you know, I don't want to be that way forever. I don't want to be stuck like that forever. So I'll seek therapy. I'll read things. I'll keep, keep improving. I'll meditate. And it's like, I have to take care of my mental health and I'm a huge advocate for that, especially men's mental health. So like, you know, I'll have like a great high one morning and then I'll go somewhere and it was completely draining and now I feel anxious or s- tired or scared or afraid or something. And then next thing you know, I get this great news or I did something that I was really proud of or somebody I see succeeding or whatever it may be. Even just saying a kind word to somebody goes a long way for me feeling better too. So it's just like there's a lot of highs and lows, but I've become better at managing my emotions, how I'm feeling. So that way I could continue to be a better person, the better version of me that i not only want to be, but I, I believe that I'm destined to be so I can continue to help others, you know. Yeah. I don't want that to sound egotistical of saying destined to be, you know, <laughs> but I feel like we're all destined for greatness to become better people than where we started, you know. Yeah. So what do you think um, makes somebody a better person from where they started? What are some of the steps that you feel that has made you a better person from where you started? <sighs> Learning from the examples that are that happen around you in life is number one. Like you know, growing up with you know my parents and stuff like that, with you know with their divorce or just seeing other people's families and how other kids treat each other. Like you kind of learn from example what not to do in some instances, mm-hmm. and then you'll also learn what to do. And you'll see those af- like just observe. Like you don't have to talk all the time. Yeah. You don't have to say everything or interject yourself in everything. You just have to observe and keep your mind on. And watch the what happens when you make those certain decisions and kind of just go forward with that. So, you know, learn from those, learn from your own mistakes and don't be hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that's hard for me, too. So you just kind of have to keep going and learning and you're going to stumble. You're going to fall. And I believe wholeheartedly what's got me here. It wasn't me. It wasn't me alone. God, no, it was the the people I had in my life, the, the family members, the mentors, the people that I still talk to, and there's different seasons for different people. I believe that, and I've noticed that. And surrounding, continuing to surround yourself with good people that add benefit into your life instead of being around people that are going to drain that from you, that you pull that from you, that you're going to get into really bad situations. And, you know, the more you're around a certain situation, more you're around a certain area uh, that's bad for you, the more, you know, as much as you resist, if you don't cut stuff like that off immediately, you're going to be sucked into it yeah. regardless. So it's like being aware and having to make that change or seek help to make that change and be better, you know? Yeah. 
you've brought up your parents' divorce a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So what was that like for you going through that? As how old were you when you went through that? I was five when they when they split. And you know, I know my family's going to watch this, but you know, it's an important part of my journey. You well, know, it's, yeah, it helped shape who you are. You know, that that's a big piece of your journey. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And you know, I. I was five when they split and I, you know, I have some memories of that and it wasn't pleasant, you know, and the past is the past now. And, uh, and you know, I learned some of the things of like, you know, what not to do in a relationship, what to do in a relationship and like, you know, to see the ramifications of what happens from people's decisions and choices. So I kind of, I learned a lot, even though it was kind of traumatizing and like sometimes, you know, you would, I was the kid that always stood up for myself. So I always gotten trouble whether I was right or wrong. <laughs> um, so, you know, I know I had rocky relationships with both my parents for a long time, kind of growing up. And, you know, luckily it would be one week with my dad, one week with my mom. So it's not, and they lived in the same city. So luckily we could go back and forth and spend time with each of them. Yeah. It's not like, you know, I only see my dad on the weekends, which I was very grateful that like, especially here in Florida. Yeah. That I got to be with my dad more often. I sometimes I, you know, I hear horror stories about people and they're like, hey, I can't see my dad." So yeah. uh, that was back then. I don't know how it is now, but and um that's what made me spend a lot of time with my grandparents too. Mm-hmm. It's like they both had to work individually uh, to support us and stuff like that. Um and support themselves and and see what they were going through in their relationships and things that they were doing and just kind of you know, rediscovering themselves in a sense. And I, I would, I would see that, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, some, some things I'm like, I don't like that. And I would be loud about it. And some things I would be like, Oh, you know, that's really cool. Okay. That's big of you to be that way and kind of let go. And so just seeing what they went through, I learned a lot just from observing. And I learned a lot about myself by like saying the right thing or the wrong thing. And you know, sometimes each parent's like, you know, hey, I did this for you. I'm a better parent. Oh, and I did. I took you here. I'm a better parent. And like divorced parents don't don't need to do don't do that to your kids. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, as I got older, luckily, everything got so much better. Um, and I wasn't a rebellious kid. Like I didn't go out and sneak out and party and do drugs and all that kind of stuff. But I was um, I always fought with my parents, whether I was either being lazy and procrastinating or I believe something else was right or I didn't like that or whatever. But, you know every teenager does that you know we're, know we're all called, trying to figure out who we are yeah i know i called my mother six months after i moved out and apologized mm-hmm. for making her life hell yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um you talked about not living in your past and we talked a little bit about this before mm-hmm. we started the show today yeah. and so i want to get your thoughts on on that because we talked about how you shouldn't live in your past, but you can use your past mm-hmm. to move forward. So tell me how you have done that, how that's helped you in your life. You know, I, I, I've made some bad decisions here and there as a kid. Everybody makes bad decisions or they fall on their face or their butt. And, you know, I, I you know, I dropped out of college and stuff like that because, you know, I knew what I wanted to do and I wasn't having a good time. And like, for me, the past two key factors that I had to grow from from my past to make me who I am now and a little bit better and c- keep using that going forward is like comfort is the greatest enemy probably I've ever experienced. Like, do we want to be comfortable and it feels good? Yeah, you know, but it made me complacent. It made me lazy. It made me 
hardened and irritable and uh, you take me out of my comfort zone and I was I was a monster it was just it was not fun <laughs> and then um uh, holding on like to, to anger and the grudges and stuff like that or arguments that I had with <clears throat> family members or friends and stuff like that and you know you you can't hold on to that and you have to be the bigger man sometimes to either apologize and and uh you know it all depends on the response the action that you take forward but uh, sometimes you just have to let certain things go. And like I used to be, and I still am to a degree, but like my past was just filled with me, like feeling like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't uh, good enough for, you know, for myself, for my family, for, you know, girls. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I, they got that guy. He does sports. He's buff or whatever. I'm just some nerd, you know, or what? Like that self-flagellation was just not fun. And I realized all those things I was – a lot of the harm and things in my past were done to myself more than anything instead of somebody else abusing me and bullying me. And I experienced that, but it wasn't that bad or big of a deal, you know? Yeah, you, you were your own worst demon. Yeah, exactly. Your I own was worst bully. My own worst enemy. Yeah. And, like, I think that kind of came a little bit from my culture. You know, my, my parents expecting a lot out of me and saying I was smart. And, and you know, I know I'm smart and creative and all that. And so, like, adding kind of adding that pressure mm -hmm. felt like a lot. So that's why I felt that way and that perfectionist. And I'm like, oh, it's okay to mess up. And my parents did absolutely the best they could. And they're not perfect all the time. And if I was a parent, I know I wouldn't be perfect all the time. And sometimes I took certain things too close to heart, and they didn't mean it, you know? Yeah. And um, so I had to forgive them of that, and I had to forgive myself and just move forward and be – just be better and not hurt myself and raise others up too. And I think that's what made me so loving to other people. And sometimes I get in trouble for that too. It was like, man, you know, my dad used to tell me, he's like, you know, sometimes you love the, your, the stranger and some guy off the street more than you would your own family. And, and I get that because when you're around your own family, you get frustrated, upset, angry. And, um, I think family's safe. You feel safe enough yeah. to be able to take, your emotions out on them, yeah. you know? And, and it's not right no. for either both the child or the parent. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But it's all about how you handle it, you know? Yeah. Well, this is a question I ask everybody at mm. the end. Mm. And that is, do you have anything else that you would like to add that I have not asked you? It's not so much a question as much as I just want to say, you know, um, I'm grateful for every. For you, especially, you know, having me here, um, I'm grateful for all the people that I come across and meet, even if I don't talk to you or see you all the time or reach out or just people that I'm no longer in touch with. You know, thank you for everything that you've done, the journey that I've been on to get here and keep moving forward. And, you know, I hope I can help all of you as well. And, um, you know, I just want to see uh, the community that I'm a part of and that you're a part of and that we're all a part of become a better greater happier more connected community so perfect and one last question how can we as a community support you um uh one uh for my business if you guys want to go to palma productions i'm on facebook instagram linkedin um and youtube uh, if you want to go like my page see my work that i've done share it uh, comment on it you know just they or people never talk about organic stuff enough and organic sharing and liking and engaging it makes a huge difference like it, people don't realize that and i you know tell people do it it helps a lot and so your support to tell me what you guys think and um refer me and i could best help refer you you know just work together so that that's a huge part of that too and um 
You know, if you see me on the street or something like that, don't be afraid to say hi. You know, I, I always love meeting new people, you know, and uh, if you have any questions or you just want to hang out or grab lunch or something like that, let me know. I'll make it work and fit in. I, I love to meet more people in our community. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for being here. I really appreciate having you on. Thank you. I'm excited that we got to hear more of your personal journey, <laughs> and especially since we didn't get to do that in the article that you were in for thank the magazine. <laughs> so I'm really happy that you joined us today. Thank you so very much. You're very welcome. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Locala podcast. Once again, I am Lisa Anderson, your host and publisher of Locala magazine. I'd like to thank our sponsor one last time, Your Place Insurance mortgage and title and you can find them at www.yourplaceocala.com we'll have a link in the description if you would like to read the article that mike was in he was in our november issue of 2021 and you can find that at www.localamag.com we hope that you enjoyed this episode of our podcast and that you like share and all of our information as we are here to focus on connections through stories.